0: I got greeted at the door by a volunteer, and I told her that I was there to apply to become a volunteer. And she told me that an orientation is currently ongoing, and she basically dragged me in there and just <laughs> dumped me into, uh, in the orientation.
1: I'm Phil Hatterman, and you're listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today on Dog Words, David Leidinger tells us how he found his way from Germany to KC Pet Project. Since recording this interview, David has completed his seven-week assignment in the States and returned home to his wife, Nina, and two dogs, Bonnie and Sammy. Unfortunately, they did have to say goodbye to Bonnie a few days after Christmas. My wife, Dawn, and I were blessed to enjoy David's company after the interview and got to learn a lot more about his life, his family, and his dogs. I have no doubt that Bonnie was fortunate to be part of their pack and lived her best life. I want to remind everyone about our fundraiser to help cover the medical expenses of Philip. A Rosie Fund dog who had to have a leg amputated when his cancer returned shortly after being adopted. Go to Rosie Fund's Facebook page to contribute to the campaign or go to rosiefund.org slash donate to use PayPal, Venmo, or your credit card. Please put Philip in the note if you donate through our website. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. You can support Rosie Fund by making a donation on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards featuring Rosie and Peaches and our shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Any donation amount is greatly appreciated, but here are some popular levels. $30 provides a collar and leash for a Rosie Life Starter Kit dog, and $100 covers their entire kit. You can also support Rosie Fund by downloading, subscribing, rating, and most importantly, sharing dog words. Follow us on social media, even if you aren't looking for a dog. Watching and sharing the videos helps our channel gain exposure, bringing awareness to our cause, and giving shelter dogs much-needed attention. Our free Rosie Fund YouTube channel offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, Vinny, Rosie Fund Ambassador Maggie, and shelter dogs looking for their forever home. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions, especially if you have an idea for a topic or guest. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. The mission of Rosie Fund is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Joining us in studio for this episode of Dog Words, we have David Leidinger, who is, I'm pretty sure, the guest from furthest away, but certainly the one who has traveled the furthest, because we've had guests from several from the United Kingdom but that's closer than Frankfurt, Germany. So, it is. So welcome from Frankfurt, David. Hello, thank you for having me. Are you really from Frankfurt, or is that what you just tell Americans because you're from some smaller town that you don't think we would have ever heard of? I'm from
0: a town two hours southwest of Frankfurt, so pretty close to the Luxembourg and French border. Okay. The town is called Zaluy, and I'm thinking that nobody. Yeah, it's just easier me. to
1: say say Frankfurt. <laughs> But for our international listeners who do know, now they know where you're actually from. And you didn't come to Kansas City, Missouri just to be on this podcast. Nope. (laughs) I would be so appreciative if you had. But tell us what brings you to Kansas City.
0: So I'm in Kansas City for seven weeks because of my employer. Um, I work for a company in Germany that is owned by a company here in Kansas City. With their main offices in Prairie Village.
1: Had you ever been to Kansas City prior to this visit? I've been here
0: earlier this year for a week, but I stayed in Sedalia for that week. And so we we drove to Kansas City for two afternoons, basically, and Mm -hmm. just had a quick glance around, but didn't really see all that much of the city because we didn't know. What to look at. Mm-hmm. It just go, go to the city, be completely overwhelmed, and just drive back to Sedalia.
1: <laughs> Which is a little different from Kansas City. It is a very tiny
0: bit different from Kansas City, yes. It has a very different vibe.
1: So you get to Kansas City for your work, and you're going to be here for seven weeks, and part of your time is filled with your obligations to your employer. Yes, but that still leaves a lot of free time. What did you decide to do with your free time? So when I was still in Germany, I looked
0: up a lot of things around Kansas City because if I'm here seven weeks, there, mm-hmm. I need to do something in my spare time. I also looked up animal shelters because uh, I was anticipating to be a bit homesick for my two dogs at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought I might do something against that by just going to animal shelters or walking dogs. Mm -hmm. And I learned about Kansas City Pet Project, and they have a very well put together internet presence. And they're advertising things like Dog Day Out, which immediately caught my eye.
1: So yeah, if nothing else, you could take a dog for a day or a weekend?
0: Yes, that was the initial idea.
1: Had you pursued opportunities like that in Germany? Had you volunteered at pet shelters or done any sort of dog day outs, or because you already had two dogs, just focus on them.
0: I mostly focus on on my two dogs, but a couple of years ago, I, let's say, tried to volunteer at a local shelter, but that shelter is very much not to the standard of KC Pet Project.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask, what differences did you see between KC Pet Project and what your experiences were in Germany? So the
0: the shelter two towns over that I wanted to volunteer at was at the time, I don't know how they're set up now, but at the time it was like 20 to 30 camels and it was really, really run down mostly because they had no funding whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the whole outfit was run by two people. So it was a bit weird. And I, I ended up not staying there as a volunteer for that long because it was very, very sketchy and, it didn't feel like you were achieving anything by, by volunteering there. It was more, more hassle than it was worth.
1: Looking at uh, the website for Casey Pet Project, it certainly looked better than that. So you were optimistic. Here's an opportunity, and Dog Day Out is something that uh, fit what you were looking for. So you show up in Kansas City, and uh, how long before you were able to make your first visit to Casey Pet Project?
0: When I arrived in the U.S., I arrived in Houston first. Spent a week in Houston and then drove to Kansas City. And I think after a week, the first proper weekend I had here in Kansas mm-hmm. City, I immediately drove to Kansas City Pet Project to...
1: So you get settled in and say, okay, yeah. now I know what, really what my schedule is and yeah. now I know where KC Pet Project is. Yeah. And, and you show up. So what was that first experience like?
0: I showed up, I don't know whether it was, a. I think it was a Sunday And uh, I got greeted at the door by a volunteer. And I told her that I was there to apply to become a volunteer. And she told me that an orientation is currently ongoing. And she basically dragged me in there and just (laughs) dumped me uh, in the orientation, which in hindsight was really good. Good timing. Yeah, very good timing. And after going through the orientation and... After that, filling out the application that I should have filled out before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a bit of a thing because I have no American address. I have no American phone yeah. number. And so we had to... Like, imp- is this guy
1: just here to steal dogs? <laughs> we had to <laughs> improvise a bit because
0: like, they got all this. They, they got this nice online form that you mm-hmm. need to fill out, which is perfect. It just it wants you to put in an American phone number. It wants you to put in an American address. They get a lot of
1: international volunteers. Yeah,
0: so uh, that didn't work out. So it was a very manual process Mm -hmm. uh, with the help of their volunteer department um, to get my application going. That was how I ended up there as a volunteer
1: in the first place. KC Pet Project has a uh, system for training or certifying people for dog walking. So even once you are officially a volunteer, you don't just grab a leash and pull the dog out of a kennel. So you have to go through that training. So you, you did that. So you're a certified dog walker. Did you dive right in walking dogs or are you still feeling your way around for, okay, what are my opportunities for contributing?
0: I was going for the dog walking. That was the main reason why I initially uh, went there. They have a two hour video an an, an initial training video. Mm Mm-hmm. For the dog walking, so you, you watch that video and then you take the the online test, mm-hmm. and if you have enough points on the online test, you schedule an appointment for mentoring. Since I work most days in Sedalia, which is a one hour commute, mm-hmm. I'm usually during the week pretty late at KC Pet Project, and so it, it took me a while to to, to score an appointment mm-hmm. for for the mentoring because it,
1: yeah, it yeah, was a bit like tight those schedules with the, up and there's not a large. A window of opportunity there and it can be frustrating but it's important for you and for the dogs it keeps you safe but don't take this the wrong way more importantly it keeps the dogs safe i am really impressed by the system they have i totally get why they do it mm-hmm. and it's really good that they do it because people will like... come in and say i yeah. know how to walk a dog i've been walking a dog yeah. all my life i've been walking a dog right. for 30 years 40 years whatever Still, haven't lost a dog yet yeah
0: it's People tell you a lot of things if you ask them, but mm-hmm. I really like how they do it. And so while I was waiting to have that mentoring, I just started doing other things because I'm, I'm, I'm there to volunteer. And there's, there's a lot of things that need to be done. A lot of things need to be done. And so you do them. Yeah.
1: And, and I can vouch for the fact that you're pretty handy because we have built dog houses together.
0: I don't immediately lose fingers when I work with power tools. Yes, so
1: I'd I put it that way. Yeah, we made it through the day with yeah. all of our fingers intact. Yeah, even though circular saws were involved. Yes, there were a variety of opportunities for for damage and loss. I did hit my thumb once, and it was on the first doghouse, the first roof. I got careless and it was like, "Oh no, I need to dial in. This is serious. I'm not on top of a house." putting on a roof, but I'm still swinging a hammer, so let's get serious here.
0: Hammers also hurt on the ground.
1: Yes. So, yeah, we were part of a team that cranked out uh, 27 dog houses. I didn't know the the final number, but... Yeah, yeah I think we were shooting for 30, right. but we had enough materials to complete 27, and some good-looking dog houses, just saw them today. So you contributed in other areas. Anything that you think would surprise our listeners about... What needs exist at a place like KC Pet Project?
0: If you run the operation like they do, the amount of laundry that needs to be done every day and the amount of dishes that need to be done every day would probably catch some people mm-hmm. by surprise.
1: I think the laundry only stops when they lock the building. Yeah.
0: And usually the last thing is to put another load of laundry yeah. in and the to, first to, people to come in the next yeah.
1: morning are then going yeah. to move stuff in from the washer to the dryer and pull stuff out of the dryer.
0: Yeah. And the lady who does the laundry was, I think on vacation for uh, a couple of days while I was off work. And so I was there for the whole day and I have a newfound appreciation for what she does there. <laughs> yes. Because I did a, of standing for her and it
1: was a lot of
0: laundry it's a lot of laundry and the laundry is not in good shape if you get it let's yes. put it that way it's yes. an animal i was shelter. going
1: to make that point that uh, this isn't just like peeling the sheets off of your bed and yes. grabbing the hamper uh, this is what you see in a dog's kennel it's in it, you see it in yeah it's
0: if you Grab, it's, if you grab in the wrong bucket, it's diarrhea central.
1: It's, yeah, it's uh, it's blankets and towels, and sometimes when you are cleaning out a kennel, you want to gather stuff up and dispose of it properly, but sometimes it's on top of the blanket or on top of the towel, or you're trying to clean it up, and there's a blanket right here. Yeah. I'll, I'll use this. Yeah. And no matter how much you try to kind of shake it out before you toss it into the hamper, it's still... Yeah, it's, it's not happening. ...been through that journey. So God bless the people who, who do that laundry. Good for them. But you finally then migrated to your first choice, getting to walk dogs. And how was that for kind of getting your dog fix? Did it make you miss your two dogs more, or did it kind of give you something else to put your attention on?
0: It helps a bit, but there is a couple of dogs that look a lot like one of ours because we also have a staffy. It's, it's a mixed bag, but overall it's positive.
1: And all the dogs appreciate it.
0: That's one thing uh, that is very, very good about it is that depending on how good the day is, especially the lower level dogs, like the green dogs that mm-hmm. is the first level that they train you on, they sometimes get walked like three or four times a day which for a kennel is mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. And um, yeah, you, you got something productive to do and uh, you get to walk dogs, which is a good thing uh, in mm-hmm. general. So, And there's really sweet dogs I have sitting there. There's a couple that I don't know why they aren't adopted yet.
1: It's always a mystery and we were discussing that today. We were shooting a, uh, some videos and so many of the dogs that we brought out, you, you try to figure out there's a part of you that thinks if I could figure out what was keeping this dog in the shelter, maybe it's something we can fix, but maybe it's something that if we confronted it would make them adoptable. That if potential adopters knew the dog has this characteristic and we're just upfront with it, it's like, well, I can handle that. I had a dog with that issue. So maybe it's a health issue or a behavioral issue or a size issue if we just figure out what is, but it's so often, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, there's, this, this, I can find nothing wrong with this dog.
0: Yeah, there's there a couple of dogs in there. It's, I, I just don't get it. It's I will have to explain to TSI why my carry-on is barking. That <laughs> is, which is one of the good things. Why I'm usually hesitant to to volunteer at an animal shelter because I know that at some point I will mm-hmm. probably just not be able to not adopt a dog or yeah. foster a dog, and that will fail. So being here for those seven weeks and absolutely under no circumstance being able to yeah. adopt a dog or foster yeah, a dog. There's this built-in constraint. Yeah. yeah I can volunteer
1: mm-hmm.
0: without running the risk of ending up with, like, four dogs mm-hmm. at some point because I guess I would. It is,
1: you, you, you have favorites, Definitely. And I've even found myself at times reminding myself when I'm not in a position to adopt a dog or if I know this dog would not be the right dog for us, so I can't let myself fall in love with this dog. Whereas is it different for you that it's like I can fall in love with this dog because I know it's not going to lead to me making an emotional decision about adopting it. So I can love this dog.
0: I don't have to... Restrict myself as much as I would have to if that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I still try not to because in the end it is still a shelter setting and as well as the shelter is run and as nice as a shelter as it is, it is still a shelter. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there's still a side of the whole ordeal that is very much not happy. Yes. So, and that is something... I think if you want to volunteer at a shelter, that is something you should know before you go in because Mm -hmm. it's not always uh, fun and games because it is still a.
1: It's not the outcomes are not always ideal.
0: Yeah, and the and that's unavoidable. The the fact that an organization like that has to exist in itself is Mm -hmm.
1: not the best. Yeah, ideal situation would be we didn't need the shelters. Yeah, but we have them and. Fortunately, we have the people who are running Casey Pet Project, and we have the staff who are willing to work for less than they deserve, and the volunteers like yourself who make it possible. Because without the volunteers, there's no way Casey Pet Project could do the good that they are able okay. to do.
0: And there, there's so many, so many really dedicated volunteers, and mm-hmm. uh, I have the luxury of. Being here for seven weeks and not having anything to do apart from work mm-hmm. because I don't live here, mm-hmm. so I have no social life here, I have no other obligations here, I either work or I sit in my apartment. So for me, it's really easy to dedicate time to mm-hmm. Kansas City Pet Project because it's not taking time away from anything else. Yeah, you, It's you, keeping me from getting cabin fever and sitting yeah. in my apartment all night you don't have social
1: or, obligations. You don't need to be mowing your lawn or yeah, it's, anything.
0: Yeah, it's on the weekends. I've got literally nothing to do. So for me, it's easy to spend two seven-hour days at KSC Pet Project mm-hmm. because what else would I do? Yeah. and so I have so much respect for people who live here and who donate their time, to, who put who in Kansas that City same, same Project, schedule, who yes. put uh, as more many, than that, yeah, yes. who put as many hours in there, and. For them, that takes away from other things, mm-hmm. which is, I don't have that problem. So yeah. what they do is, in my opinion, way more valuable. Yeah,
1: it's a time commitment, an emotional commitment, and it's extending beyond seven weeks. And yeah. we're glad to have you for seven weeks, and we would love to have you come back.
0: Uh, I don't know happen. how
1: your family feels about that. Um, there is,
0: There is the distinct possibility that I'm might be coming back for another short-term stay. And there is also the possibility that might end up being more of a midterm solution. So
1: that is not yet
0: finalized, but it is possible.
1: Let's just talk about your family for a moment. You have a wife. Yes. Any children? Nope. So a wife and two dogs. A wife and two dogs. Who miss you dearly, I'm sure. Yes. And what does your wife do?
0: She has a master's in media education, Mm -hmm. and she works uh, for basically European education projects.
1: And she takes care of two dogs by herself.
0: And she takes care of two dogs by herself at the moment with a herniated disc. Oh, goodness. Yes. And on top of
1: that, she caught COVID last week. So rough for her she's... when it when it rains it pours. So she's I'm sure looking forward to you coming back. Uh, I very much think so. So you have a staffy. What's the other dog?
0: I have no clue. Just a he, he's mixed a, breed. He's a rescue from Romania, and we got him when he was something between seven to ten years old. Nobody really knows. And yeah, he's a like small, twenty five pound. Mata. Mm-hmm. No, nope. it's small, black and white, something.
1: I asked you about your shelter experience in Germany. What was your dog experience? Have you always had dogs? Did you grow up with dogs?
0: No, I always wanted to have dogs. But the the staffy we have is actually our first dog. And we got her from a shelter in Germany. A different one from the one I mm-hmm. tried volunteering at. Also not the best experience since... Uh, we got her from the shelter, and they told us that she was spayed, which we ended up realizing she was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, so we had to get, take care of that, which is some interesting things to get wrong for a shelter. Yes. Um, so I'm doubting basically all the paperwork we got with her. because yes, they
1: uh, either lied about that or that slipped through the cracks.
0: Yeah, it's could be both, but
1: mm-hmm. also that shelter is... They're trying their best. but So many shelters in the United States and around the world have the limited resources, as you described, with the organization you wanted to volunteer at, that it's sketchy, there's two people running it, it's underfunded. Maybe they're doing the best that they can, but still you'd hope for a better environment for the dogs.
0: I think the one that I tried volunteering at in the meantime, I read somewhere that they got like a bigger donation and they were able to like basically completely rebuild the whole I hesitate to call the thing they were in a building because it was basically a assortment of sheds. And so they the now compound. Yeah, now <laughs> they have something that is actually a building, which is a, a big step for them. Okay. So yeah.
1: Well, as an engineer, I'm sure you have an appreciation for the building that is KC PET project.
0: Absolutely. It yeah. is a very modern and very purposefully built building. Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: not something that was converted yeah. for it an is, animal shelter.
0: It is from the ground up an animal shelter and a really nice one at that. I have never seen an animal shelter that has a vet clinic attached mm-hmm. that has no other purpose than serving that animal shelter. Which is, that was something that blew my mind.
1: Yeah, it's not an outbuilding or an office that's been converted. It's a, from the ground up, a veterinary clinic. And the routing is separate for the dogs and the cats. So the cats don't have to cross where dogs have been in order to get their treatment or examination. Which which is, is a big deal. Which is a big deal, and which is also
0: an absolute luxury to be able to have a logistical situation like that. Mm -hmm. Cats that are
1: already stressed out, not to have it compounded by, well, now I'm I'm smelling dogs or crossing paths with dogs. And also
0: keeping all the laundry separated, which also is a massive luxury Mm -hmm. to have two laundry rooms that Mm -hmm. are separate. Yes. Most shelters would probably like one.
1: Yes, and a feature that I don't think I've ever talked about on DogWords before that is simple but brilliant is there's a parking lot at the south end for people to come in who want to adopt a dog. The other end of the building with its own parking lot is clinic access and admissions for people to bring in a dog. So you don't have people who found a stray sitting in a lobby with the same people who are meeting a dog and this dog's not available. This dog is being brought in and, and how do we sort who's here to adopt, who's here to drop off yeah. and just to have separate entrances at opposite ends of the building, not even like right next to each other, yeah. opposite ends of the building, their own parking lot.
0: Yeah. And what I found really impressing was the, um, the outside Areas where they have the play yard, mm-hmm. and I have never come across a shelter that does play group in the morning. With mm-hmm. for for basically all the dogs, mm-hmm. all that, the dogs that, the, that are all, eligible, all, that, all the dogs that can be in a play group because mm-hmm. they are not behavioral yeah. problems that they have. But yeah, that is a thing, and that uh, that is amazing.
1: Yeah, for socialization and stress and exercise. And that they're nice play yards. They're artificial turf. Which, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's easy to so, clean. Yeah, they're not muddy.
0: Yeah. And it's easy to clean, which is, with that amount of dogs, a absolute consideration.
1: I'm very proud that we have that in Kansas City and that we're able to impress visitors from around the world with our facility. And hopefully you'll take this knowledge back to Germany and share it with your friends, family, colleagues, and perhaps those shelters will get further upgrades as uh, they see the example that we've set. We've raised the bar. And the size of the shelter.
0: Having all those nice features with walking every dog at least twice a day, with having playgroup as nice for the animals as possible. Mm-hmm. Doing that with, I think it's 270 dogs at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. It's at I, capacity. It's at capacity. It, that's an operation. Mm-hmm.
0: Because the shelters that in, around our area, the biggest one I know, they're at capacity when they have like 50 dogs. And that's mm-hmm. when they double stack every
1: kennel. So yeah. it's okay. a different size operation. And I encourage anyone who is... Looking for a dog, looking for an opportunity to adopt. If you can help Casey Pet Project scale back their population, they are not only at capacity because when David says 270 or whatever capacity is, it's pushing 300. That's just the dogs, that's not the cats, but that's also on site because they also have a foster program which often is also running at capacity. So if you could foster, but they can always use more dog walkers.
0: Yes. I think they're never at a point where they have enough. They're not turning away
1: dog walkers like, oh, we don't need you today. They can always use more dog walkers because a dog, if they have extra dog walkers, then that also means a dog can get a longer walk. Instead of a 15 minute walk, they can get a 30 minute walk or a dog that just gets to be out of the kennel walking for 5 minutes that this is not a dog that can handle a 20 minute walk but it can handle a 10 minute walk and then sit on your lap for 20 minutes on a bench or in the grass or under an overhang out of the rain or the snow just to be outside
0: and also the dog day out program i think mm-hmm. that is something that is for a shelter dog one of the best things is getting out of the shelter environment because that is in itself massively stressful mm-hmm. As nice as the shelter is, the shelter is never a nice environment for a dog to be in. It's just only less bad than other shelters. Yeah, so- I saw
1: a woman walking a dog today on the um, path around the pond, and he was just such a handsome boy. I wanted to say hi and asked if that was okay, and she said, it is today because yesterday he had a dog day out. And prior to that, you could not approach him, that he was hard to walk, he was fearful and timid on his walk, but after a dog day out, he was happy to see me, a little shy, but clearly happy that his tail was wagging and I'd let him approach me. A dog day out made that happen.
0: And I I think the, uh,
1: if I'm... Which makes him more adoptable, because if he is fearful and anxious when somebody walks by his kennel, he's less likely to be adopted, but now that he's just reserved and shy, but wagging his tail, that might be exactly what somebody's looking for.
0: Yeah. And all the behavioral issues, they don't get better with stress. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, in the shelter environment, that is a problem. I think if my information isn't wrong, it doesn't have to be a full day. It can be a half day. uh, Mm -hmm. You are correct. And I think uh, you can keep them Overnight for two days under circumstances. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, depending circumstances. on the dog and yeah.
1: Yeah. your environment, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, and that is a massive help for a couple of them, especially the ones that are in there already for a while. There's a, a couple of dogs in there that are in there more than 30 days, which is a while. One of them's Gertie. She's in for, for more than 30 days, and she's one of the dogs where I have no clue why the hell she isn't adopted yet. Mm-hmm. So i got to put a word in for her here.
1: So by the time we post this, if Gertie is still in the shelter, I'll put a link to her page. We may have even shot a video of her. I'm not sure. I'll double-check, and if we have, we'll definitely post that. And maybe we'll go shoot one if we haven't. But, yeah, let's help these dogs find homes. But also what I hope our listeners learn from this is – There are volunteer opportunities if you have to travel for business. Even if you're not in an apartment for seven weeks, you're just in town for a week, there are shelters that will have opportunities for you. My wife and I were just on vacation at a United States territory, and they have a program with their shelter where you can take a dog out for a day, walk a dog, and if you want to bring it back to the States, you can. That's nice. But so that's even a- when you're on vacation, you can look for opportunities to help out and and just be a good neighbor to our animal friends around the world.
0: And if you're if you're not into animals, which I don't think you are, if you listen to that podcast, uh, now but, that I think about it, like there's, most of ours, there's 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 other ways to. Uh, to, to volunteer as well. It, it doesn't have to be animal shutters. It can be food banks. It can be so many, so many things.
1: Yeah. I, I encourage our listeners that, uh, some people just aren't comfortable for the reasons we were discussing earlier. Maybe they love animals, but the emotional toll that would take, this is not a way that I can volunteer, volunteer any way you can, any way you can give back. Please do so because like David, you may find, uh, Without intending to, you've become an inspiration to others. And then that just pays it forward. The exponential benefit of the good that you do. So thank you for being on Dog Words, David, but even more so, thank you for seeing the opportunity that was given to you with all that free time instead of buying a gaming system and, and, and doing something else that would just keep you... Locked up in your apartment. Thank you for getting out and giving back.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. As you said, please, whenever you find the opportunity, volunteer at something that is useful.
1: I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to David Leidinger for joining us today. He mentioned how he couldn't understand why Gertie was not being adopted. Well, I'm pleased to announce that since we recorded this interview, Gertie has found her forever home. To learn more about Casey Pet Project's Dog Day Out program, use the link in the description. If your local shelter doesn't offer a similar option for volunteers, maybe you could help them get it started. Let's follow David's example and make this world a better place where we are, however we can. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of DogWords. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule at thewires.info, and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Go to rosyfun.org to shop and get links to our social media. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share DogWords. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions via the contact form at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dog Words podcast. Thank you for listening to Dog Words, and remember, we save each other.